0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the RPR. I'm Arabella Harfite and I'm joined today by Verosa Patel, Head of Corporate Communications and Public Affairs at London Partners. Verosa has been with London Partners for over five years and plays an integral role in the organisation's mission to promote London's diverse offering to an international audience in order to attract visitors and to help retain and grow London's economy. Welcome.
1: Thanks Arabella. I'm very glad to be here.
0: Great so in this episode we're going to be discussing how the COVID-19 pandemic affected inbound and outbound tourism during the spring and summer of 2020. And we're also going to talk about what might be around the corner for the UK tourism industry in the final months of this year and into 2021. So I can imagine like many businesses London & Partners marketing, advertising and PR strategy had to be quickly ripped up perhaps for 2020 as the COVID pandemic hit in early, earlier this year. Could you take us back to early 2020 and how and Partners began changing its strategy and, and what you were faced with at that time?
1: Yes, of course. So um, I, re- I recall a lockdown kind of happening towards the end of March and we had just actually finalised our business plan for the next <laughs> financial year, 2021. So we headed into lockdown and realised that actually what we were going to have to do was to revise our business plan again, and and that's the main activity that we started with. So that was our immediate thing to do. We, we sat down with a business plan, we revised it in record time. And what we ultimately did was change our mission. And that ended up informing all of our activity for the rest of the year, because we, we understood that actually this year, the normal kind of business as usual just wasn't going to take place. So our mission became to keep London's global brand, our communities and London and partners as an organization resilient and then to prepare for recovery. And what that meant in practice was that we recognized that we needed to support our tourism sector through this period because they were the ones that were really suffering. Um, and of course, other business were, businesses were impacted too, but the leisure, the retail, the hospitality, the events industry that relied on footfall would be impacted by this crisis. So we supported them in several ways on a practical level, We worked with our business partners like KPMG and other professional services and advisory firms to deliver a free series of expert webinars for tourism businesses in our community to help them manage the crisis. And then we created a very specific cohort on um, what we call our business growth program, which was aimed only at tourism startups to help them develop and grow at this critical time. And then from a PR and promotional point of view, we launched um, a citywide industry backed campaign to build consumer confidence and encourage consumer spending for London's businesses. And then we also promoted virtual activities for London's tourism businesses. And, And that was to help give them greater audience reach than their own platforms possibly could and keep them front of mind when we knew that visitors could fully return again.
0: Brilliant, I mean, I know from our perspective, um, the day that Rooster decided to work from home, it was the 16th of March. And at the time, we genuinely thought it would blow over a lot quicker than it has done. We, we kind of said, see, see you in a month, um, see you in six weeks. Um, was that same um, feeling felt for Londoner Partners? Or did you have a slightly longer vision?
1: No, I think we, <laughs> we certainly <laughs> have that same shorter term, this <laughs> is low over in a month type of attitude. Yeah. Um, and, and we genuinely said goodbye to each other, thinking we would see each other in a month's time. And that, of course, that didn't happen. We realised mm. quite soon afterwards, with the government updates and so on, that this was going to be a longer term game. And that's when we thought actually, you know, this isn't about just adjusting the next quarter or the next six months. This is about actually adjusting the next full year. And, and let's, yeah. let's just accept that this is how it's going to be. And plan the whole year, or replan rather, the whole year to address the fact that we're in, we're in a, a new normal. Exactly, the new normal. Earlier, you
0: touched on virtual campaigns that you um, set up for this period of lockdown that's seen us through the pandemic. Could you tell us a little bit more about the campaigns that you launched um, and the successes of those?
1: So, one of the earliest campaigns we did was to think about how we could use our platform, so Visit London, which is our main website and all the social channels that go along with that, Um, and how we could use those to give the tourism institutions in London extra reach, extra coverage, keep them front of mind, keep our audiences warm for when they could actually return in person again. So we launched a campaign called Virtually London and we established it for, for the reasons I said, to keep audiences warm, but broadly, because it also fits into our role to support and champion our partners in the London tourism industry. So that was f- fairly immediate off the mark, actually, once we went into lockdown. We, we you know, thought about the name and the hashtag and the rationale and everything, and that was pretty much determined around April time. We did end up evolving it a lot as we went, because you know, we were seeing the circumstances evolve. And I think it was what, probably what I would call an iterative campaign you know, it, it just changed as as the circumstances changed. And one of the challenges that we had was that as much as we wanted to support our partners in the tourism institutions, we were dealing with organizations that were going through their own operational challenges at that time. So mm. employees and our counterparts in marketing teams, you know, in museums and galleries across London just weren't there anymore because they were being furloughed. Yeah. The so capacity had gone down completely. And that meant that, of course, trying to make something like this campaign happen, and plug into those networks was just a lot more challenging. So it, it took a bit longer, um, and you know we had we had to kind of change our timescales a bit. But we still continued, and we found that actually there was so much on offer once once the organisations got up and running themselves in terms of their own operational capacity, that we started engaging with partners around well before May, the launch date, and we still carried on engaging with them all the way through to August in terms of new content coming online which we hadn't actually expected. We we thought we'd do this kind of launch in May and then that would be it. But we just mm. ended up being a lot more fruitful than we thought. And that, and that was fantastic. So um, what we did is we asked them to send their initiative and news, news to us and, and how they were adapting their kind of business as usual type of activity to be virtual. And then we used our Virtually London hashtag to amplify it. Um, across the visit london website across all of our at visit london social channels and before that we ran webinars with the partners to get them a on board and be kind of explain rather quickly in very changing circumstances what we were trying to do because of course now 6 months in it feels very normal to be doing you know virtual this and virtual that and everything's kind of adapted to be virtual but at that time it was it was quite new. it was quite a tech savvy approach that not um everybody had
0: fully embraced yet. Um, yes. so I think it is it's been fascinating seeing how um, nimble and agile so many businesses have been able to adapt um, and approach tech and there's a virtual reality um, in, in such a new way. So it's brilliant that London and partners were also at the forefront of that and so keen to get um, partners involved to to share that all of the beautiful things there are to see and do in London but virtually.
1: Yeah. I mean, we we were really really proud of it, and and we were proud to be able to help the tourism sector in London and help them just amplify their reach because that's that's something that we have as you know as the kind of official tourism agency for the city that we can actually look at across the institutions and the wealth of stuff that's going on in London and just bring it all together and mm. and and reach not only a domestic audience but an international audience as well. Which yes, they can't come at the moment. But there's no reason for london to kind of fall out of their mind and, and that's what we were trying to do so you know we we had really good feedback from our partners which was the main thing we wanted them to feel supported and then at its peak the virtually london hub on um on visitlondon.com became the top three ranked page out of wow. the whole website and it's a fairly um hefty website mm. so in terms of traffic that was fantastic and then our social posts reached over four million and um, the campaign was recognized by Forbes, which was great. Um, and then also in the drum, which is fantastic. So we were, we were, A, engaging our partners, which was great, and B, kind of doing the kind of thing that was useful for London and recognized as industry leading, which is fantastic. But yes, you're right. In the early days, it was very much, oh, goodness, we're, this is all very, it's all very new. And we're all having to kind of like learn as we go and test and trial and so on. and And now it feels quite business as usual yeah
0: I suppose that was um, the sense of camaraderie that people felt during lockdown in particular of we need to pull together we need to support one another and how can we do that so it's great that all your partners were so um, keen to get involved and to provide you with the content that you needed and the fact that as you said it's lasted longer than the original May launch date and you're still uh, it's still up and running and, and running successfully which is fantastic
1: yeah i mean it's interesting that you mentioned the camaraderie because it actually informed one of our other campaigns um because i'm a londoner that kind of sense yes. of community spirit that camaraderie that's that that is the concept behind it because it builds on that and that's so important at the moment in bringing people together to sort of kind of support a united cause and that united cause being you know bringing visitors bringing footfall back to london so the the campaign it it was our way of responding to what we were hearing from our tourism community. So, you know, they were saying that we need demand. We've got to generate demand to get people out and about again. And demand depends on consumer confidence. You know, if people feel confident, they will, they will get out and, and they will spend money where they're able to spend money. And that's what our businesses needed. We knew from historical data that international visitors were not going to be the first visitors that came back. And our, and our role, of course, is internationally focused traditionally, but we knew that actually it's, Local people come back first, then domestic visitors come back and then international visitors come back. So we were trying to fit into that kind of global pattern that we already knew from historical data. So what we did was we attracted local visitors firstly. Um, And the point of Because I'm a Londoner was to encourage that responsible recovery in consumer spending, build the consumer confidence and get Londoners out and about and make them feel safe, make them feel responsible and make them feel that spending in those businesses that were most affected. So your retail, your leisure, hospitality, cafes, pubs, restaurants, when they became open was actually an act of solidarity with the city. So that kind of camaraderie point that you were talking about before. And um, we did that collectively with the industry. So we, we got hundreds of businesses on board um, and we offered them a portal where they would have free marketing assets because we recognized that capacity was low at the moment and they could literally download them, personalize them for their area, their business, their brand, and, and use them as they wished under that Because I'm a Londoner banner. So it was, it was what we call a kind of an open source campaign. So We gave them yeah. the visuals, we gave them the, the hashtag, we gave them the assets, and then we, we let people run with it. And, and we thought that actually the more touch points that a Londoner has with the Because I'm a Londoner campaign, whether it's in a shop window, whether it's on social, whether it's a poster outside, the more they'll feel confident about stepping out and it it's almost like taking that word of mouth activity and capitalizing on it
0: because often yep. you know
1: you'll, you'll I mean, i don't know about you but i heard friends say actually i went out and i did this and i was like oh well if they've done it then maybe i can do it
0: definitely it was the um that confidence that you get not because somebody is telling you to do it but because you're being invited to be a part of something again and if your neighbor has done it or a friend is doing it it gives you that confidence
1: to, to get back out there yeah so we I mean we're really proud of it because it taps into that feeling of community spirit and also because we feel that we've done this with the industry you know it, it's not an official government campaign it's not it's it's the industry coming together with us to support Londoners to get back out about again and and we started very hyper local because at that point you know the, the official guidance and messaging was not to use public transport and to try and keep your you know activity as local as possible, so walking and cycling. And then more recently, we've turned to a pan London approach as that guidance, official guidance and advice changes. So we're reflecting that as well. So we don't we don't want to be, of course, doing or encouraging anything that is you know against the government guidance, against official guidance. But we do recognise there's an economic need. Yeah,
0: there's a fine balance, but there is there is that need fundamentally. Okay. Um,
1: so yeah, we've we've been fantastically well supported by businesses in London and 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 we've, we were lucky that we were actually able to take over Piccadilly Lights for a week which was brilliant and you know we've, we've had outdoor campaign visuals over at the London screen at the Olympic Park at that centre point at the O2 and at the business design centre and then along bus stops and on the tube and it's about those touch points again the more you see it the more you'll feel comfortable yeah. doing it. Um,
0: so you touched earlier on the fact that a lot of Londoner partners' scope of work is to attract international business um, and international visitors, which, as you pointed out, we couldn't really attract right now. Their um, inbound tourism all but stopped during um, lockdown. Could you yeah. tell us how it has been managing staycation promotion versus promoting the UK overseas? Obviously, it's been a major shift and you've touched on the, this particular campaign, I'm a Londoner. Um, but were there any other challenges did you have to halt all international um outreach or have you just scaled it back but with plans to pick it back up next year
1: um yes like you say we are i mean it's in it's in the name really We we are london's international trade investment and promotion agency so although we of course welcome domestic visitors our proactive campaigning has always been to international markets and it's been to the markets that are most valuable for London from an international perspective. So the US, North America, um, China, India, France and Germany. And we, we had to rethink all of that when we revised our business plan because our focus was we're going to be focusing on resilience um, and not recovery. And resilience meant that those proactive campaigns to international markets just, just wouldn't work because nobody was traveling. And, and in many cases, you couldn't travel. because of you know borders being closed and so on so it was it was different for us because i'm a londoner is is a domestic campaign and and it's actually hyper domestic in a way because it started out very much in london only we weren't even focusing on beyond london yet um but it's been because of our networks in london with the tourism community and the businesses that we work with i think it's been easy to get off the ground The fact that we were able to, we we have those networks already meant that we were able to quickly establish what the industry needed, listen to the businesses and work with them to deliver something, Um, which is probably our our biggest kind of, I'd say, or widest reaching network campaign. Normally we wouldn't be working with 500 plus businesses to deliver something. It's just, you know, it's a massive scale and we'd be working with a a smaller pool of um, Other partners and businesses, but this is this is very much open source. It's quite different. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And then the next step will be for us to think about how we take that London approach and then move it to domestic visitors. So where, where I was talking about the historical data, you know that the local you know local people come back first. The next is the domestic, and that and that's what we're looking at doing now with Visit Britain as part of their autumn campaign, which I can talk about now if you'd like me to yes please do please share so the visit britain campaign that we're working with is called escape the everyday again it's about building that confidence and reassuring brits that it's okay to book travel across the uk in 2020 and also the fact that you know we recognize that lockdown life has taken its toll and it's feeling a little bit groundhog day for many people as as possibilities become more limited so the campaign will aim to highlight the wealth of opportunities that allow you to spend quality time away from home and London will be part of many of the other locations across the UK that um, Visit Britain include in that campaign so we're also working as part of that on an influencer activation with Visit England, Visit Scotland, Visit Wales and Tourism Northern Ireland so it's been really good to be able to work with all of the regional DMOs and just kind of band together
0: Yes, yeah, another camaraderie, another opportunity yeah, exactly. for people to pull together for the same mission to, to boost tourism, to boost confidence in that sector in the UK, which is... Exactly. Which
1: is great. And it's so important because the tourism sector, you know, often it's thought about as a soft sector, but it actually contributes a huge amount to GDP. Um, and in London, it employs one in seven people. Um, and it's, you know, it's part of the, the kind of the soft... The soft brand of London and the UK, because one of the things that we talk about at London and Partners, because we cover trade, investment, and promotion, is that we and and we also attract students here. As we talk about this kind of virtual circle, where or rather virtuous circle, where you'll have a student come along here who might not have been here before and think, Oh, okay. I'll get my family to come over and visit as tourists and actually now after spending three years here I'm really familiar with the city so when I think about setting up my business yeah I want to do it in London you know and you've got that kind of long lifelong relationship with the city because you've got these various touch points across the lifetime of being either a student or a tourist or you know or a a business person Um, and that comes from a sense of familiarity with the place and the tourism is just one part of that bigger picture. And it's a really important part, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, when I was speaking with a few colleagues at Rooster, some of whom actually left London and stayed with family in the early days of, of lockdown, but many of whom are really excited to come back to London and talked about this idea of London being reborn, um, this chance to rediscover it again. Um, because I know personally, being a Londoner, that I can sometimes take it for granted. Um, what's on my doorstep?
1: Yeah, so that's that's what I was going to say actually. I think what we found is that the because I'm a Londoner campaign has helped people to rediscover their city a bit. It is that kind of having your options taken away from you that suddenly makes you realise, actually, oh, I, you know, I, I do want to go out and see XYZ that I wouldn't have seen before and or that I would have taken for granted before, because we all do it. I mean, I I do it. Yeah. And and I think it taps into that, that rediscovery element taps into that sense of pride that we were talking about before. And, you know. That when we were thinking about the campaign, we were thinking about what that was. And the concept essentially is that London's it's more than a place. It's a community. It's a mindset. It's an attitude. And Londoners will unite to support each other and renew their city and rediscover their city. And and we're seeing that with, with the campaign. And what, one of the things that we're looking at is actually, you know, as you do with campaigns, you've got your metrics for reach and engagement and so on and so forth. And the hashtag reach has been fantastic, but one of the most positive things is that there's been 100% positive sentiment around it. And that's just, yep. that's great. That's exactly yep. what you want, especially for a campaign like this. Um, and it's, it's really heartening to see that it's having the kind of impact that we want it to have, which will hopefully help support the businesses in the tourism sector that are struggling at the moment. Mm.
0: So while you touched on um, the upcoming autumn campaign that you have with Visit Britain, looking a little further ahead towards Christmas, Christmas is normally such a big focal point for the capital. Could you tell us how London and Partners is working with businesses or perhaps preparing for Christmas or is it still a bit tentative right now? Are we too early to be planning for Christmas, do you think?
1: I mean, I think any, planning anything more than a month ahead. too <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Um, um, um we've, to be fair we've become very accustomed to you know what you might call an agile way of working yeah. and having to um evolve plans as you go so we're we're taking it i'd say slowly month by month but um we we will be doing something around christmas around our own owned assets yeah so as we think about what else we can do from a possible kind of external campaign um, perspective. So for our own assets, we've, we've got the Visit London website, which has fantastic international and domestic reach. And then we've also got the Visit London app. Um, and we've also got social channels as well. And they all have really, really good reach um, to our consumers. So what we'll be doing for that is we'll be focusing on our Christmas focus content from this month onwards, actually, because that's when usually you find, you know, Christmas searches rise, um, and people yeah. are looking for things to do. So we'll be creating a special Christmas hub on VL and ensuring that all of our content's updated and then using that across our social channels to reinforce the message primarily to domestic visitors to come to London. And then also using our international reach to remind the international audiences that they should still dream about coming here and visiting when it's possible again. And I think part of that will also dovetail really nicely with the Visit Britain campaign which will run from the autumn because one of they've got several themes in that campaign and, and what, what they're doing is kind of thinking about things like discovery. So, you know, there's so much still to discover across the UK and and across London. And there's they're talking about treating yourself. So that treating yourself can be like a big big shopping trip or a big family experience or something, which we've got in London in spades. So we'll be. Yeah. And we'll that. be much
0: needed and
1: we'll be. Yes, excited By all. <laughs> yeah. You, um to, of build on what you can do between now and Christmas.
0: We know that the British vacation market absolutely boomed this summer. Um, it seemed impossible to, to book an Airbnb in the southwest coast at all um, in August. Um, but as we know, it did benefit rural areas and the UK coastline the most. Could you share with us any of the latest figures um, on how London has fared over the summer? in terms of tourism and capacity
1: yeah of course um so we have forecast figures that visit britain have been doing um for the uk and and you know and we've seen from our tourism community and what we've heard from businesses in the sector that that's it's, it's actually as you'd expect like visitor levels are unsurprisingly down year on year and the estimates currently are that we're down by nearly three quarters. compared to last year which is not great of course no um not unexpected but not unexpected exactly it's not surprising it's not unexpected which is why the 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 focus on domestic is so important at the moment but what we did find actually with the late august bank holiday is that we saw about 40 percent of normal footfall. now that's still down 60 percent, but it does show that people are coming back because at the beginning of the pandemic i think you could safely say that visitors were down to zero so we are seeing over the last several months a, a you know a steady growth and and i think we will hopefully all being well continue to see that increasing on a steady basis um and we'll leverage the campaign that we're working on with visit britain to try and broaden out that appeal of london to beyond londoners um to the domestic audience and then we'll also start thinking about longer term how we can start attracting international audiences back, probably from 2021, because that's the most sensible timescale, but using our virtual activities like Virtually London, like the Christmas Hub and so on, to keep London front of mind for those international audiences.
0: And Fraser, thank you so much for spending time with me today, talking through how Londoner Partners has implemented some fantastic campaigns during lockdown. and throughout 2020 we're excited to see your autumn campaign with the rest of the UK on board and also looking forward to Christmas I myself will be out there being a Londoner um, and taking part as much as possible so thank you again.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me and um, I have really enjoyed talking to you and yes I'll, I will be doing the same with it because I'm a Londoner and getting out about and supporting our city.
0: Brilliant thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the latest episode of We Are PR. For more information about us, please head over to rooster.co.uk. You can also follow us on social channels at roosterpr. Please feel free to subscribe and share this podcast with colleagues and friends.